0: 800 next step that's 1-800-639-8783 or text next step to 53342 new york call the 24 7 hope line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and why 4
1: yo what's good it's black trey and i got a show called growing up the same with jason madison where we talk to guests about their childhood memories that i'm sure everyone can relate to you even get some life advice at the end our show has featured guests like Dom Kennedy, J.J. Reddick, Aaron Davis, Brian Koppelman, Lamani Jones, Mina Kimes, and many more. Be sure to check us out on the Black Opinions Matter feed under the Count the Deans Network. Oh yeah, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. And also subscribe, rate, and review to the separate Growing Up the Same feed.
2: Kids are here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Throwing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Ooh, boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison, Ooh, boom shakalaka!
1: And today, we got a special guest. We got Staley What's the deal?
3: What's going on? Peace, peace. How y'all doing? We're good, man. We're good. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. Stali is an American rapper and founder of the Blue Collar Record label. And now it's time for the one or the two with J-Skills. Blogs or streaming? Ooh.
4: Streaming because I
3: get paid from it.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, Wiz or currency? Ooh, that's tough too. Uh,
4: Damn. I'm going to say uh I gotta pick one. I can't pick both. <laughs> Those the homies, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to pick through the homies, man. <laughs> but yeah. but if I have to pick one, I'm gonna say spit it because we got records together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I love
3: Wiz too. That's the homie, man. Yeah. Albums or mixtapes. Oh,
4: that's a that's a these are great. Um I'm gonna say mixtapes for me. Okay. I like the energy of mixtapes.
3: Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. Wow. I think that might be, <laughs> that might be our first LeBron on so, <laughs> I'm from it. Ohio,
4: baby. I can't go against LeBron, man. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're a witness.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I was with me. I seen it. <laughs> um
3: I don't know if you're an avid reader, but uh 48 Laws of Power or the Four Agreements? 48 Laws of the po- of Power. Uh, the Cavs or the Indians? The Indians. Uh, the Browns or the Buckeyes? The Buckeyes. Sandy Alomar or Kenny Lofton? Sandy. Jim Jones or joels Jim Jones. Chic or Styles?
4: Styles.
3: Bad Boy or Rough Riders? Whew. Bad boy, because of B-I-G. Yeah. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: Snoop or DMX? <sighs> I'm
4: going to say both, man. Rest in peace, X. I got to say both. I can't pick. Through the <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, Illmatic or Doggy Style?
4: Illmatic. Uh,
3: Vita Guerra or Malaya Michelle? Dang, I
4: don't know if I know who... Malaya. The second one is yeah, Malaya is.
3: She was. I'm gonna uh, say
4: Vita because I remember her as a you know as a uh, kid growing up. She was in all the videos, so I'm gonna say Vita. Yeah. Uh, TikTok
3: or Instagram? Instagram for me. I'm, I ain't got into TikTok yet. <laughs> I feel you. It's hard. I, I, yeah, I, it's hard. I'm gonna say Instagram.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, boomerang or poetic justice? Boomerang. Uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper or the Wayne's Brothers show? The Wayne and Brothers. Jamie Foxx or Will Smith? As an actor? Uh I would just say all around. All around? Mm, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Uh Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? Tom Hanks. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Deeper Than Rap or Teflon Don?
4: Teflon
3: Don. Aaron Hall or Johnny Gill? Johnny Gill. Babyface or Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley. New Jack City or Paid in Full? Paid in Full. Dame Dash or Irv Gotti? Dang Dash. Birdman or Suge Knight? <laughs> uh, uh, I'll
4: say um I don't uh, <laughs> Right, right. It might be
3: <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll
4: say Birdman. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh Timblin or the Neptunes?
4: The Neptunes.
3: OBJ or Julio Jones? OBJ. Russell Simmons or Bill Cosby?
4: <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I
3: can't uh, mess- <laughs> I can't you mess- 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, The office or curb your enthusiasm? Curb. Text or phone calls? Text. Trump or Biden? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> uh, mask or no mask? <sighs> mask because it's necessary, but I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the summer or the winter Olympics?
1: Summer Olympics. Yo, Jay, you know what they're reminding me of?
3: What? When, when Dom
1: said, I don't like condoms, but I'd rather we use them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's a fact.
3: <laughs> exactly.
4: That's a fact. That's how I feel about the mask for sure.
3: Mass. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Yeah. Uh skateboarding or skiing? Skateboarding. Simone. But I like
4: I like both. I, I I like snowboarding, skiing, but yeah, skateboarding for sure.
3: Yeah, I've never been skiing. I gotta go. Yeah, you do. It's 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 dope. Yeah. I recommend it. Simone Biles or Dominique Dawes? Oh, Simone Biles, she from Ohio. The GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh USA basketball. The real GOAT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> USA basketball or NBA All-Star team? Either either conference.
4: Oh man. Um, you mean this year?
3: Yeah, this year's USA basketball team or NBA. One of the NBA All-Star teams.
4: One of the All-Star teams.
3: Europe or Asia? Ooh. That's a good one. I'll I say Europe. Yeah. L.A. or New York? New York. Brooklyn or Manhattan? Brooklyn. Indica or Sativa?
4: I used to be Sativa, but I think Indica now. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Uh I think I'm the reverse. <laughs> you oh you reversed it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reversed. I
4: I I'm the yeah, I rever I
3: was I was heavy
4: sativa, but I think it's Indica now.
3: Yeah. Uh papers or backwards? Papers. Yeah. Verses or rolling loud? Verses.
4: I'd rather be <laughs> home away from niggas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs>
3: Uh, rap now or rap 10 years ago?
4: That's really good, too. Um, I like both, but. Now? Now? No. No, I like
3: now. Uh, a lot of chains or no chains?
4: No chains.
3: Yeah. Independent or a label? Indie. PlayStation or Xbox? <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> Bitcoin or stocks? Stocks. And the last one, health or wealth? Health, man.
4: Physical yeah. and mental. Yep. I'm all about it. Yep.
3: Well, that's the one <laughs> with brother. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah,
1: man, I was Jay, Jay always bringing it every week, man? Dope ass questions.
4: Nah, those are amazing, man. Like <laughs> I was, I was actually stumped on a couple of them. Like,
1: Ugh. <laughs> hey, but you was, hey, you was good to say King over, uh, over MJ. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, got,
4: I gotta say King over MJ, man. I, I still, you know, like, I mean, you know, you feel whatever about him, but I, I feel like there's nobody better at playing the game of basketball than LeBron.
1: Man, That's I, just my. Favorite. I don't want to turn this into a debate show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I know, you I know.
3: <laughs> you know Trey is all Jordan all day. Hey, I want to be. Yeah, I, wanna, I know, I know, I know. Nice, I, know,
0: like, I, know. <laughs> I,
1: I was like, "All right, man, I go do it. I'm gonna let you." I'm, not, but I'm, I'm
4: saying I, playing the game of basketball. Oh right. Trey, you know the game of basketball
3: Over, overall. Oh, you can see Trey's face right now. He, he's trying hey, to hold back. You know, the, you know the
1: white dude meme where he like—that's <laughs> yeah. me right yeah, now, with bro. The mask over it, yeah, yeah.
4: dog.
1: Hey, uh,
3: Mike's no, an I asshole, said, and I, I still fight for, for him. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm kind of like in the middle, of low key, right now because I was Jordan, 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 and then like I'm a Laker fan. I'm from LA, so when LeBron came to LA. And won that title, and just you know what I'm saying? Like I, I started to sway a little bit. I'm not. going to lie. Hey man, let's just change the you subject, was a, man. You was a witness. Let's just was a witness change. This, let's just
1: change. Let, let's change the subject, man. Y'all gonna give hey, me hot? Hey, listen. He
4: was a <laughs> hey, hey so, Trey. He was a witness. I don't want to
1: listen. I don't want to hear none of that. Man. In
4: his city.
1: <laughs> hey, he doing a get on the bus right now for the Lakers.
3: Come on, man. I'm just saying, and it's a, it's a. I feel like it's a better era that he's played in to win four titles in the era that he's won them in. And if he wins a fifth, man, it's gonna be real tough. Tonight. Hey, what Has, what e40 hashtag,
1: say? Hashtag not my goat. Hey, what <laughs> e40 say? Hello. <laughs> I'm cool. See, J- see, Jerry letting me get packed out right now. It's crazy. Um, so let's 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 take a a trip down memory lane. What's your connection with reading?
4: Oh, so my connection with reading goes from growing up, my mother, right? She was a heavy reader, Um, went to the library, maybe if not once a week, like once every two weeks, and she would just get you know, tons of books. And she used to fly through. I I was I used to not believe her because she would go and get three, four books and be done with them in like a week or whatever. I'm like, you can't be reading these books that fast. But, you know, she got me into reading. And one thing that she let me do when we went to the library was actually, you know, pick out whatever book that books that I wanted to read. You know, she wasn't one of those mothers that was like, you know, get i don't even know what kind of book like the goosebumps books or something i don't know you know what i mean whatever kids was reading she was like nah go ahead and grab it so you know i got heavy into i grew up in a a small town you know mainly white people so a lot of our history wasn't taught to us or given to us so i started reading books on malcolm x martin luther king marcus garvey um you know, Harriet, so everybody, you know, any, any black history that I could find, I got into, I started getting into theology books. So I started reading up on different religions and, um, you know, just studying everything that I could. So that's what really got me into reading um, heavy was, you know, my mom and she, her just allowing me to go to the library and kind of like pick out whatever I wanted to and whatever piqued my interest.
1: Do you have any uh, favorite books or any books that you're checking out right now? Um, man,
4: I would say, I mean, not to be cheesy, but the Quran is one of my favorite books. You know what I mean? I'm Muslim, so that's one of my favorite books and something that I always lean on. Um, I love Sid Arthur. Um, I love any book by Kerouac. Um, I love Hunter S. Thompson, you know, kind of like beat writing, you know, or the beat writers back in the day. I love, you know, picking up them. But as of right now, I'm trying to think, what am I reading? Um, I've been heavy in the studio lately, so I haven't really been reading a lot. Um, So nothing right now. Um, I did check out, I I think, Michael Eric Dyson's book that he wrote on Jay-Z. I forget what it was called, but I wrote, I read that, um... What else did I read? Oh, I read this book on the Metropolitan Museum. I forget the lady's um, name, actually. But I just read that at, like, Over Quarantine as well. It's a really good book. I'll I have to get the title and, you know, let you know, but it's dope.
3: What would you say is, like, your favorite uh, literature on, like, hip-hop? Like, you mentioned Michael Eric Dyson wrote a book about Tupac. Was, do you think it's, like, a great book on hip-hop like I read a little bit of the decoded book that Jay-Z did it was cool but I kind of I want more I feel like like more biographies and other different hip-hop like stuff you know
4: yeah I agree I um the Michael Eric Dyson book that I read on Jay-Z um what's it called it's the most recent one I wish I could look it up yeah, I don't talking. know why I'm even drawing a blank. If you could look it up. But yeah, yeah, it was basically, that was great though. You know what I mean? The way he broke down, um, you know, his lyrics to his upbringing, to everything. Made in America. Into, yeah. yeah, made it. Yes, that was Made in America. Yeah, that was a great book. Um, and I think that, you know, some people think Michael Eric Dyson is corny. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think his writing or his, even the way he kind of breaks down things sometimes is a little like, Mm, generic, I would say, but right. it's definitely informative as well. And, um, but yeah, to, to answer your question, Jason, I think that there should be more biographies or autobiographies, um, or not just autobiographies, I should say biographies, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah.
4: On different rappers and artists. Um, I haven't really read too many. You know, like I didn't read the book on Gucci or anybody like that. I know they dropped some books, but I haven't got around to checked those out yet.
3: I remember uh, Mace dropped his book right after he left uh, Puff. Like, mm-hmm. I, was, I was in high school. This was probably like early 2000s. I remember that book being like having a lot of interesting stuff about, you know, his departure and, you know, all of that. Um, and it
4: was about him
3: changing over to Christianity and yeah, stuff, Exactly. Right exactly. Yeah, no, nah, that was like an interesting book. But like I was just even thinking right now, like I would love to read a book on like DMX's life story and like, you know what I'm saying? And yes. have, have all of that or just like anybody, easy e whoever, like you know, a lot of people I feel like we don't have their full like written legacy. Yeah, their full story. And, and
4: I don't know if it's because a lot of rappers don't like to open up you know what I mean, about their upbringings or where they come from. And, and usually, you know, it's a lot of the rags, the riches story. But like you said, we want to really, um, shoot, sorry. I don't know if that, my, I got a phone call. But yeah, we get a lot of the rags, the riches stories from, you know, rappers, but we don't really get the really, the, to dig deep inside of the, the way they think. Or, you know, what they their their true beliefs and whatever, you know, what they stand on, the principles, the sensibilities that they have. And I think that's what we're missing as far as like the hip hop culture when it comes to, um, you know, them putting out books. But again, I haven't read everyone's book. So I don't know. There might be something in these books that um, some of these people put out, though.
1: I think that honestly. The, the same thing with athletes, the same thing with entertainers in general, um, protecting their story, right? Mm-hmm. And when you think about now, everybody's like, okay, what's a podcast, right? You think about the OGs who are really figuring things out and saying, I can make money off my story. The stuff that they were ashamed of or the, the personality that they created to separate the two, you know what I mean? They pushed one, you know what I mean? That's how we got CB4. Like, think about <laughs> if – he actually is true to whoever he is. And then also is showing the lens on the rapper side versus how we do now. If you, like how are we doing this podcast and then actually about writing, right. Or, or sports or reading and stuff. People are not going to know that. Like, but also it might not never make it to your music.
2: You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. But,
1: but you have to start somewhere. Like I hate when rappers say, man, fuck the teacher. I make more money than them. You had to have <laughs> one favorite teacher. It's, it's not. I just don't believe all rappers didn't like their teachers, dog. Like you learn something from whoever, Mister or Misses something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they were cool and actually nice to you. They didn't tell you you wasn't gonna be shit. You know what I'm right. saying? That, yeah, you know I'm there's it?
4: all there's somebody in that schoolhouse that believed in you. Yeah, somebody pulled you to the side and seen whatever good that you had in you. They seen it and they told you that they saw it and they wanted to help it. You know, help bring that out of you.
2: Yeah, so I sure. agree
4: with you. And then sometimes it ain't even a teacher as the traditional teacher. It's a teacher that might be on the block. You know what I'm saying? Somebody Thanks. taught you something. Somebody pulled you to decide whether it was an OG, whether it was an auntie or an uncle in the hood, whether, whatever. They said, yo, come over here, bro. Like, look, this is what you're doing. This what you should be doing. Yada, yada, yada. You know
1: what I'm right. saying? So I agree. Yeah, we students in life. Yeah. Uh, what's your connection with sports? Man, so I, I come
4: from a small town in Ohio, Maslin, Ohio, heavy, heavy sports town. Um, you know, football is very um, big, especially high school football. Jim Brown, I mean, not Jim Brown, sorry, Paul Brown is from there. Went to school there, grew up there, coached there. Um, our high school, f- you know, foot um, stadium is that actually called the P- Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. So just growing up, even as little boys, when you're born, they put like a little football in you, you know what I mean, like next to you when you're born at the hospital. So it, it's just something that you you kind of are born with. So the connection runs deep. Everybody in my family plays some type of sports, guys and, um, you know, males and the females in my family, whether it was football, track, baseball, volleyball, whatever it is, um, basketball. So me personally, I grew up playing football and basketball. Um I, I, I fell in love with basketball probably like, I mean, early, but I probably took it really serious, maybe middle school years, you know, when I started playing AAU and things like that. And then from there on, it just was always something that connect, um, that I connected with, um, growing up, I was the only, you know, boy in my, my family. So, um, I, I I grew a brotherhood and grew, grew friendships with guys, you know what I'm saying, through sports. grew it was real family. Um and that's something that I I took to and applied to my life, just the friendships, the values, the sportsmanship, um the dedication and hard work that you put into your craft. Um now I do that with my music, you know, I apply those things that I learned from sports into my day-to-day life. So sports is really big and always has been.
3: Um, yeah. Did you – oh, go ahead. Yeah, and no, I was going to say, like, so being from Cleveland and it – or not from Cleveland, but from Ohio and yeah. Cleveland, um, you know, with you guys having the Browns, like, how, like what's – is that being your favorite team your whole life? And what's that feeling <laughs> like being that the Buckeyes – like, because I asked you about that earlier. Like yeah. Kind of like the favorite football team in their college team. Yeah. So, the Buckeye,
4: you know, the Buckeyes – it's, you know, it was, it, I like both of those questions that you asked me when you asked me, um I think you said the Cavs and the Indians and then the yeah. Buckeyes and the Browns. And it's crazy because I always say that I like the Browns, I like the Cavs, but I love, you know, the Indians yeah. and the Buckeyes, you know what I mean? It's just something about them that embody the state of Ohio and the traditions that we carry Um, you know the Indians is changing their name to the Guardians now but you know know, just something about that and growing up I remember speaking to teachers I I had a teacher I think it was fifth grade her husband used to work for the he he got me I remember that my teacher her name was Miss Shunk she said something like if I did something it might have been my grades or something and she was like she'll have me go to a, like a game and throw out the first pitch and she did so like you know what i mean that was dope you know what i'm saying that's why But like you threw uh, out
3: the first pitch at an Indians game? Yeah yeah so oh, it was that's like and
4: then, that's why I said Sandy Alomar when you asked yo, me who yo, too. who
1: was your teacher that got pulled like that
4: Yeah <laughs> that's yeah her name was Miss Shunk. so her husband um he was he he did something with the Indians i forget but um he he helped them in some way where he had, like, a real connection with them. He also – so we had a live tiger as our mascot at our school, and he was the one who took care of the tiger every year um, also. So I don't know how that tied in or what – but he did something with the Indians to that capacity as well right. um, with them so that he could do that. So, yeah, they looked out, man. They, um they took me up there, and I was able to – we even went to a minor league at, like, the Akron Arrows. I think we, that's what they were called at the time, which was, like, the minor league Cleveland team. And I got to throw out the first pitch there. and It, it was cool, man. So the Indians I definitely got connections with. the. So to answer your question, Jason, I could be long-winded, but the Browns I do – I am a fan of. But once they left, I became a fan of the Denver Broncos as well. Cause we didn't have a team for a few years, you know, they became the Ravens. So I I I started being a Broncos fan. So now I'm like a Broncos Browns fan. You know right. what I mean? If they play each other, I don't really care who wins. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But but um I'm definitely always cheering for the Browns because that is the home team, and I would love to see them actually win and get a Super Bowl because it's been so many years. Um, and I, I'm actually happy to see what they've been doing
3: uh, with their roster. It's looking promising. But I got a the, good, really the good Browns team. in the –
4: say that again,
3: sorry. No, I was just saying they got a really good team. Like, I like the Browns right now. They Yeah. Like, I don't love Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, but, I mean, I nah, like – He's not the one. Yeah. yeah.
4: That might be the only reason that stops us, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, you know, that the worst thing that happened to the Browns was him – getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because now it's like they're going to probably extend this contract. He, they probably going to believe in him, and it's like, yeah. I
3: don't think he's the one to get you a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But that, but that list of quarterbacks who can win you a Super Bowl is actually really slim, and you look at even how the Niners – because that's my team, like how the Niners did Garoppolo, and it was like he just took y'all to the Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> and and they're like, trying to – yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with Jared Goff. Like, and Jared Goff, I admittedly, I don't think he's actually that good. That defense took them to that Super Bowl. But like still you see like time and time again these these I mean, we can go back yeah. to like in the last ten years, how many like quarterbacks have taken a team to the Super Bowl and then either aren't playing or like aren't on. Yeah, that or team. just
4: yeah. yeah, yeah it's so, crazy like, and it's true. And um yeah, no, nah, you hit it on the head, and it's funny because when and during that draft, I think I wanted them. Didn't Jared Goff and Baker come out the same year? I think so. I think I wanted Jared over yeah. Baker, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. But it, you know, I, I. But now both of them are kind of like,
2: yeah. like you said, you know.
4: <laughs> but I think if we if the Browns end up winning the Super Bowl, it's definitely going to be defense, and it's definitely going to be that old line in the running, game, the that running we had, game, you know what I'm saying? Like Chubb and Kareem is monsters. and But it, so to go even back to that question, the reason why I feel that way about the Browns and the Cavs is because for so many years I felt like until now with the Browns, but for so many years, I feel like the, the front offices weren't doing anything to get better they weren't trying to spend no money or do things or take chances or, or make the right draft selections to get teams better. And it's like, it's hard to root for a team that doesn't even root for themselves for real. You know what I'm saying? it's like, it's like believing in a homie, but he don't believe in himself. And you like, after a while, you're going to be like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's how it kind of is with the Cavs and the Browns, even though I still love both teams, you know what I mean? And support both teams. But, not as much as the Indians and the Buckeyes.
3: <laughs> Trey, Trey knows what that's like. He's a Bulls fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: But they did
4: know, major moves this. We off just season.
1: made some moves, but listen, it don't mean a thing until <laughs> we play. You know, we can be on yeah. paper champs. <laughs> no, nah, y'all
4: definitely gonna make the playoffs or should if y'all stay healthy.
1: Hey man, yeah. we traded for boots and it, it, it didn't it didn't it didn't do that. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one game at a time. But you said. I forgot that Cleveland didn't have a team for a little bit, and that's how the Baltimore Ravens became a team. I forgot mm-hmm. all about that because they used to be Baltimore Colts. Yep. Damn. Yo.
4: Art Modell took them out of the city and put them in uh, Baltimore. That's, that's wild. They won the
3: ring like damn near immediately. Yeah, maybe like two <laughs> or three years later.
4: Like you said, it was <laughs> yeah. kind of like immediate. It might have been like
1: two three years. years. Yeah. Fucking Trent Dilfer, yeah. dog. Fucking Trent yeah. Dillford,
4: man. <laughs> Is that who won that first yeah, one? Bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Nasty-ass quarterback. bro. Nasty ass, nasty but nasty. they won with
3: two nasty quarterbacks. They won with yeah,
4: him yeah. and Flacco.
3: Yep. But Flacco had, like, one year where he looked real nice.
2: Uh,
1: that was the year.
3: Hey, that was, I don't hey. even know if that was even the year, but they – I mean, their defense obviously was – Hey, Flacco was
1: getting that shit off like he was killer.
3: <laughs> hey, because you know who they had that the Niners end up getting was Anquan Bolden, and I used to call yeah, him yeah. big and strong. Dude, he's one of the most underrated receivers I think ever. He caught everything, and he would be trucking niggas. <laughs> like, yeah hey, no, I, I know
1: Jerv losing his mind right now on mute. he I know he <laughs> want to say some bullshit about the uh, Eagles real quick, but oh, the gosh. Eagles! Yeah.
4: <laughs> Come on, baby. I used, yeah. to, you know, I used to like the Eagles when I was growing up. Again, I said I played a little football, so I used to think I was Randall Cunningham back in the day. You know, what I mean, when I was a kid. You know, you know I, so, I, I
1: thought you was going to say Ricky I, I,
2: Waters.
4: Oh, no, no. Yeah, I used to love Randall, you know, when he played for them and
2: from Minnesota. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging,
4: Yeah, but so again, you know, I'm a, I'm a, Bron- they, that made me a Broncos fan though, them leaving.
3: Why'd you, pick and, the and I'm
4: still like a Broncos fan.
3: Why'd you pick the Broncos?
4: Um, I loved, um, I like, I, you know, I like quarterbacks. Like one of my favorite, maybe my favorite football player is like Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? I love like, uh, surgical, like, you know, real. Um, even in basketball, I love Tim Duncan, David Robinson, players like that. I love fundamental and smart and, you know, when you, you really, like, study and, and pick apart the game like they do um, on the court and on the field. So I love Elway. Um, I love, like, uh, Doc, um Dawkins, I loved um, Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis, even back when they had Steve Atwater, Champ Bailey, guys like that. You know, like, I always liked the way they played. Um, I liked the way their defense was aggressive. They always had strong DBs and safeties, and they was, like, chopping dudes' heads off. You know what I'm saying? So I like that style of football. So I guess that's what uh, drew me to them, and I didn't have anybody else to –
3: cheer for so it was like them yeah i always fucked with terrell davis he was one of my favorite players growing up yeah he wrote that
1: bullshit ass mustache man <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey he had niggas saluting bro that was a weak ass fucking uh touchdown <laughs> celebration
2: i remember yeah.
1: uh jason you probably know about fud ruckers bro yeah ruckers fud he- ruckers used to have his motherfucking super bowl party every year bro and my my third or fourth grade teacher, Miss Carrie, bro, like she had two boys, my man, Greg and Didi, and it was right by their crib. So I would spend the night out of their house and then we would go to Ruckers the next day and we had to sign this parent permission slip and things like that. And I love Ruckers because I would just make the just most nastiest burger ever, bro. My shit had onion rings with barbecue. So <laughs> like just bullshit on it, right? But it was the highlight of your day. And every year... You know instead of having a team bro we just we just kind of front ran with whoever won you feel me so like we would pick and we would come (laughs) to school like the next day playing sideline pop and shit and i remember when the broncos won bro i i used i don't know why i wanted to be quarterback or whatever on this bullshit ass concrete (laughs) i pitched it to the homie ended up keeping it and scored bro and i did the salute shit was weak, and I just think about it now. Like, that's a sorry ass fucking. Yeah. Hey, that was
3: one of that was sorry back then because that's niggas had the dirty bird. Niggas was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, dances back Niggas then. had the uh, what was it? The Icky Shuffle. What, remember Icky when, was, when, was? Yeah, the Icky but the Dion said the Dion. Uh, and Dion yeah, Dion. Yeah, yeah. That's the high well, what about, doing that? What about my Martin Hanks with the with the chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 bro. Yeah. They had some.
1: They had some sick ass celebrations. But I did them all, dog. Like, I, yeah. I, I did, I'd be thinking about that because, like, you know, now I'm a Rams fan and shit. But I used to be a Cowboys fan for like shit, like twenty some years. And Jason, those right are sad I, years. Right when I switched, Jason went to the last Rams game with me. And the crazy thing about it, before that. Bro, I was, I was going wherever Deion went. I love Deion Sanders. So I was a fan of the players, but I stopped after I got into basketball. I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to just be a Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm.
2: But
1: it was so funny, just really just thinking about that shit. And then, you know, obviously we was just trying to get shit going, but, you know.
4: Yeah, I love, see, I love um, Jalen Ramsey. Mm. So you, 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 yeah, y'all got a good one. I used to mess with him when he was at Jacksonville. I, I was right. going, I wanted them to go to that Super Bowl that year.
1: Mm, yeah, man, that shit would have been cool. Oh, shit, that's my chef. <laughs> hey, God, uh, my old ass
3: landline. Right? I know, right? <laughs> uh, Stanley, what's your ass. connection with, sport, what, uh,
1: with uh, music, writing music? But, man,
4: music, that's my life in every single way. You know, music is the life, like, E, man, I, I don't, I don't recall a time in my life, childhood till now where I wasn't around or involved with music. I mean, I had uncles who were in, you know, bar- barbershop quartets and, you know what I'm saying? And I had, you know, an uncle who, um, you know, was like kind of like in a funk band. Um, man, so music is just something that's always been around. I, I mean, I went to sleep, woke up to music and then. I would say probably in middle school, I started writing poetry and then from there I started getting into writing, you know, raps and music myself. But music is just I, I can't even, you know, it saved my life. I hate to sound corny and cliche, but it really did, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's got me to the point where I am now where I can provide and take care of my family. And um, I, I do what I love every day I wake up, you know what I'm saying? So
3: it's a that's the Music is just everything. When did you first perform, like, a rap in front of somebody? Man, I probably
4: performed... It might have been around my middle school years. Um, I think I performed. I, so we used to have some of the older homies in my, around my neighborhood, you know, some of the dope boys or whatever. They they made music. They bought, They built out a studio in the crib. I used to go over there, um, you know, record with them. My, my man, A.D., you know, rest in peace. He passed away around that time or, like, a little bit after that time. Um, but, yeah, man, like, so the guys actually brought me to a talent show. It was actually in Canton. Ohio. You know what I'm saying? So it was a talent show and um, they brought me out to like do a verse to one of their songs that I had wrote on, um, which was probably like the first time I ever hit the stage. I thought I would be nervous or like mess up my words or whatever, but I did. I got up there and just went in. I was like, oh, I could, you know, I could get used to this. Like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people show love too because I was so young, but I wasn't like rapping like a kid. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was rapping like Bow Wow a little Romeo. You know what I mean? At that time I was actually rapping like a, a real MC. So people showed a lot of love.
3: Yeah. That's low-key. I mean, I don't want to get into like hating on Bow Wow or anything, but that's why like, Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just saying me personally, like that's why I didn't really fuck with with him and like that whole wave, like even like Romeo or whatever, because as I was I was like the same age as them. And, and I was rapping, and I wasn't rapping like that. Like, niggas was rapping like grownups. Like, niggas, yeah, niggas yeah, yeah. trying to, like, put some real shit together. And I was like, why are these niggas still? I mean, obviously it was profitable for them or whatever, whatever. Right. But it was always interesting to me, too, like how a lot of niggas would be like, you know, when the verses came, niggas was acting like they was, like, fans and shit. And I'm like, man, when I was that age, <laughs> I was not listening to that them niggas like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respected the grind and the hustle of, you know what I'm saying, them making popular music for whatever. But, yeah, I just remember, you know, like, when niggas hit, like, 13, 14, and niggas wanted to really start messing with music, I think it was more of an adult-type approach, like, you know, from the get-go. Yeah,
4: that was me. So you were similar to me, and that's how I always approached it, um, even grown, You know, I wasn't – I was never listening to that. And like you said, no disrespect or no whatever to – Little Romeo, Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, none of them. But even when Versus, like I didn't know none of those songs right. outside of like Superman and you know the songs that was like popular or on One Hundred Six Park at the time or whatever was on the radio. You of course you will not hear that because it's played so much, especially at that time. That's all we had to mm-hmm. get our music sources. I mean, that was the only sources we got our music from. So, but yeah, and then even when I was, when you think about it, if you think about some of the artists too, you had like. I don't know if you remember these people, but you had like Shaheen, the Rugged Child, or, you know, you had like the youngsters, or you had certain artists who were still, excuse me, still young, 15, 14, whatever, 16 years old, but they were still like rapping, approaching it, like you said, like adults or approaching it on some hip hop shit. So, um I never, yeah, I never made excuses. Even when people be like, yo, this dude is good for this age. I'd be like, yo, Nas wrote halftime at 14 years old. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what you, I don't care if you say he's good for his age. Nah, like, they just were like.
3: 16 and. Yeah, Christmas. that's what I'm saying. They <laughs> was writing right.
4: classic records and albums at 16, 14 years old. So, yeah.
3: like, it's no excuse. Nah, <laughs> not at all. And that's
4: yeah. who I was trying to, you know get up on that level. You know what I mean? I wanted to be the 14, 15, 16-year-old kid who was making music like they was making music, you know, at that time.
3: Yep. So what what was then your path to, like, out of Ohio to getting, you know, signed to Maybach and, you know, just being a known artist? and Like, what was the, the journey for you? The journey was, so, um,
4: you know, growing up, well, I left. Ohio, you know, and went to New York. I was in Brooklyn, New York. So when I when I got to Brooklyn, um, I was still into sports, you know, back to the sports side. I was still in the sports. I was going to LIU, Long Island University, downtown Brooklyn, chasing that that hoop dream, you know what I mean, trying to play. But it didn't work out. Um, and I st- I was like, yo, well, I got to figure it out. You know what I mean? So I started, you know, after those years of college and trying to chase the basketball route and it didn't work. I was like, I got to figure it out somehow. So I did a lot of things. You know, I worked a lot of jobs, you know, mainly retail, just bouncing around New York City. There was times where I was homeless, sleeping on couches, like really going through it. But I was just I kind of just was trying to figure it out. I still didn't know if it was music, but I just knew that something was keeping me, you know, just going or just pushing towards that. So one, you know, I used to skateboard too. So I was skating with these these kids, these Japanese kids, they used to work at a store called Prohibit that was on Elizabeth and Mott, like in Soho. So we, my homie Dice, he used to, shout out to Dice, he used to go over, he worked there too. So they all, we would all go there, hang out, kind of listen to music, vibe, blah, 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 blah. So one day, and then we would all skate. So we would go there, meet up after they were closed, we would skate from there to Union Square. And then we would chill around Union Square. So one of the kids, his name was Say, he produced. He They basically was like, bro, and, and I would rap, you know, like freestyle or rap, whatever, spit little rittens here and there. And they was like, yo, bro, you like nice. You should take it serious. I'm like, mm. you know, like, mm, it's right, right, just, right. I just <laughs> you know, my yeah, mind yeah. ain't really there. So anyways, make a longer story short, ended up going to the studio, doing like a little EP with him. And then from there. It just took off man like i you know i would we was in the store one time playing it um most deaf had came into the store he heard the music he was like yo who's this and they told him it was me and he was like yo this is good like can i take it and i had like a little demo cd and it was like the only i was like it's the only one i have but you could have yeah. it because i'm like you know fuck it like yeah. you could have it like you most deaf like you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. i didn't know you know i can get another one so um You know, so from there, that was kind of just, like, a validation. And then I went from that to, um, you know, whenever I could, like, wherever I could go and rap, like, on a stage, wherever they was giving me a microphone in the stage, I was there. Like, I performed, I probably, like, literally, I, I joke about this, but I'm so serious. I probably performed in every music venue in New York City except for the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's probably the only place I've never I've even performed at the Barclays. Like, right. but I've that's the only, the only place I haven't been on a mic rapping is the Madison Square Garden because anywhere they would allow me to have a set, do a song, do a verse, whatever, touch the mic, I was there. You know what I'm saying? And. Um, that just got my name buzzing, you know what I'm saying? And I actually did a um, a little project too with these, this band called The Wax Machine. So me and them did a, a project together. And uh, so it was like me and them, and we did venues all over, like live band, performing. Um, then I got with Dame Dash when he had the creative control. So that was like me, Mickey Fax, Wiz Khalifa, Currency,
3: um that's what got us address right
4: yeah that's what we got that's what address came from that you know what i mean so yeah actually
3: so i actually have a little intersection with you right there because i was uh so i rapped i I produced um i I don't know if trey told you my cousin is dom kennedy um
4: oh no i know
3: yeah so (laughs) shout out dom
4: that's the homie
3: yeah so i i directed most of his videos i produced his first mixtape um, and so, in like 2008, I was working a lot with the group pac Div.
4: Oh yeah, that was the homies too. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, uh, so I went out to New York with uh, Mibs from pac Div. They were um, they were signed to Universal at the time, and uh, they were they had a meeting at at the label with Sylvia. I actually went there, was in the meeting with with him and Sylvia. While she's like he's like playing her the album and so on and so forth. But I had just Actually, this was 2000, the end of 2009, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, I had just finished my film. My, so I have a, my first short film that I made. I came out of film school, called LA is My Playground. And it featured Pac Div, Dom, and uh, Nipsey Hussle. So dumb, um, dumb. that's
4: crazy, though. Yeah.
3: So it was like at the time, you know, like, because I, I knew Nip and I wanted him and Dom to link up. So I was like, the best way I could do it is like put them both in a movie and then like kind of introduce them through that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, they actually end up meeting elsewhere, but I played like you know Dom's music for Nip, like when you know at the time, and he was kind of getting hip to him, and so I ended up bringing my film to DD 172 because Mibs went over there to meet with Woody mm-hmm. and Chike. Now I had met Cootie I shit. think I
4: remember when he was
3: there too, but go ahead. Yeah, I, so I would probably may have even seen Yeah, it. I probably yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we cause we then sat in like the basement of the spot because it was like three glass windows. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. watched the film on like somebody's Mac. It was like a like a little you know, like a regular Mac desktop. Mm-hmm. Watched it on the shit. And um, and yeah, that's where I met Dame and you know I had known Kudi and Chike, because I shot the Mayor video with them.
4: Oh, okay, yeah.
3: So, they, so we both, we co-directed Pac-Div's Pac uh, Mayor video. Yeah, the Mayor. Yeah, um, but I, has, I had known um, Kudi and Chike before because I had met Kanye when I was younger. So when I was first starting to produce, I met Kanye when he was doing the College Dropout, and I met um, Kudi and Chike there, then did the Pac-Div, so we were hella cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I met Dame at the DD-172, and that was, like, the like, the new fly shit at the time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm like, like, And it was, like, if you were hip, you knew, like, Currency was kind of on his way to being, like, more known and respected. Like, obviously, he had his time with Wayne and all that, but he was kind of, like, a number two. Like, niggas didn't really know about him like that. And I was, like, nah, like, Currency is dope. Like, Dame Dash is about to do it again. Like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> And obviously that kind of you know all fell apart. But at that time Sorry. at that time that DD172 like spot and everything that they was doing in there, the I remember they had the uh the Rick Ross and Erica Badu video. They had just finished yeah. that. And I was like, man, these niggas are killing it. They had like a <laughs> whole little production shit up there. And I was just like, man, this is dope. No, nah, that
4: was a legendary time.
3: Yeah. Nah, that was fire. And I I forgot that you were like, you know, in the mix with all of yeah, that. Yeah, I
4: was there every day, bro. Like literally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was there every day all day, just me and Ski, you know what I'm saying? Like just working, yeah. grinding. Um, you know, I owe that place a lot for just like helping me even with my work, work ethic, you know what I'm saying? And just mm-hmm. kind of like being more um I guess just just putting things out, but putting quality out at a rapid pace. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what Dame and, you know, even just Creative Control did in general. Like, even with Address, I don't know if Currency's ever told this story, but when we was in Jamaica, like, we wrote, like, Ski made that beat. We wrote and recorded that song and shot the video all in the same day. And then I believe we put the video out the next day.
2: Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, crazy. that's how
4: fast it was. Yeah, we like, he made the beat. We wrote it, recorded it. While, we, while he was mixing it, we took the rough, went and shot the video, the video. came back. Yeah. The, vi- the song was mixed. They edited the video, and we put it out, like, the next day. Like, yeah. that's how things worked at, D- you know, that's how Dame and, and, and everybody worked at DD172. And it was just boom, boom. And then that song just went crazy. You know what I'm
3: saying? It's it's something about, like, um, when when you put something out that, one, people haven't heard and they see the video, and, two, like, when something comes out and it's so, like, immediate, like it's not sitting on the shelf for three months or six months to go through the whole process, that people can kind of feel the freshness of it. It's something Mm -hmm. about that new energy in the world when it's created and it's dope. Because I remember when we did grinding, like the grinding video, Dom had just recorded the song like the week prior and then played it for me. I'm like, all right, we're going to shoot it next weekend. We shot it. I edited the video in three days. And that's still like his best performing video. You know what I'm right. saying? Just as far that, as like yeah. how many <laughs> views it got and all that shit. Like it, it's just, it's when it's hot, it's hot.
4: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. And 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 like you said, you get to capitalize on that moment. And a lot of things that you're doing at that time, saying at that time in the music, is like right now, it's current. So people, like you said, people feel it, they feel that energy, and it just, it takes on a life of its own, and that was dope. You know what I'm saying? And and it's crazy, because uh, you mentioned like Nip and Sylvia wrong, and it's funny because I believe the first time, I believe the first, <sighs> sorry. I believe the first time that I ever met both of them, I was working at a sneaker store in New York called A-Life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all remember A-Life or familiar with no, A-Life, A-Life, but A-Life. I was working there. And I remember Sylvia came in there, and she used to buy sneakers all the time. And I used to just hold sneakers and look out for her or whatever. Clark Kent used to, too. Um, but Nip used to come in there, too. And I remember one time Nip came in there, And this is when he was, like, working with Johnny Shipes. I think this is when Bullets Ain't Got No Name or something. Like, it was like his first tape had just came out. You know what I'm saying? And um, I used to give Nick clothes, but nobody knew who he was. But I was like, yo, that's Nick. You know, I was trying to tell them. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. trust me, bro. Just give him, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) because they didn't want to give him no, you know, like, no (laughs) T-shirts, no hats, nothing. I'm like, bro, like. But it's funny because me and Nick connected and became close and friends because, Ironically, and I was saying this earlier to Trayvon and them in this like chat, but I had on, I used to always wear a Seattle manners hat, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so I used to, I always wore that hat because of the S though. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I like he wore because of the S, S too. You know? Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So he so he come in every time he came in, well a couple times he came in before us really, you know what I'm saying? He used yeah. to see me in that hat all the time. I'm <laughs> so sure he, he like he up. like
1: Cug got the S Dome. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he pulled up on me like what's up, cuz Like and he pieced yeah. me up, like you know, what I'm yeah. like kind of like, and then I'm like, oh, and then I it dawned on me, I was like, oh shit, it's my hat. Like, you know what I'm saying? At first, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. why he cousin me and all you know yeah, yeah, all yeah. This shit. but yeah. then I'm like oh and then I thought about it I was like I got this hat on he probably think I'm you know he rolling got to, yeah he was like he was like but he's like no nah, he was like I'll fuck with you cuz like you know so we always did
3: yeah
4: you know we just bang and then from there on the relationship grew, and then, you know, the mu- I started doing the music more heavy, and then he would see me outside, and then we just built from that. And then we did records together, and then, you know, we shot the video in his hood, and just all, you know what I mean? So it was just always, like, that connection. But it's funny, because I met both of the people you named, Sylvia, and, and, yeah. and through A-life. working
3: at A-Life,
4: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know?
3: yeah. No, we had an A-Life out here for a little bit. Yeah, work. yep,
4: y'all did, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I had came out there a couple times to uh, actually work because I was managing the A Life and the ARC store. So there was like a uh, A Life Rivington Club that was right mm-hmm. across the street from the actual A Life store. And I used to ba- bounce back and forth. And then we opened up the LA shop. I would go out there a couple times
3: too. So yeah, yeah. Actually, Dom's twenty uh, fifth hour mixtape, the one I told you I produced, he the cover he shot in the A Life store in LA. Like the cover oh, wow. Up. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's sitting on the bench in the A-Life store, if you peep it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's dope.
3: That's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. Small.
1: Y'all niggas mentioned A-Life. I ain't heard that shit. <laughs>
4: so, yeah. niggas probably
1: ain't even gonna know what A-Life is. That's the sick shit about it. A-Life <laughs> cracking, dog. Nah, Damn. beyond
4: cracking. Like, we had, like, I, I met... Everybody just by working at a I'm talking about, we did you know, because we used to do the courtyard uh music sessions back there, so we had John Mayer and just Blaze back there, we had Triple Six Mafia, Nas, um, Drake like everybody, even Drake. Drake used to come in there and just hang out with us, like literally just come and sit down and just kick it until the store closed, just talking him and Oliver, you know what I'm saying? Because my man Tommy. Um, he actually shots Tommy out of one of the songs Tommy Campos. He uh, I forget what song you mentioned him, but yeah, Tommy knew Oliver I think from something you know. So they basically every time they was in the city, they would come through and just kick it with us. They you know they was a like family for sure. So a lot of the people you know did that. Like I said, Clark Kent, um, the mayor. Yeah, if y'all familiar with the mayor, who you know the huge sneaker collector um, from New York.
3: He everybody man. <laughs> Yeah, man, that street—the streetwear culture in the late 2000s to like the like maybe like 2011, 2012, like that was the era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah, Because
1: yeah. it mixed in with blogs and everything else too. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Because yeah, Bobby cause the blogs hundreds came and heavy. you know Supreme. I mean, you go, you can go down the line. Pink Dolphin, Diamond yeah. Supply, like, man. And, but the thing was about they the clothing stores—they allow people to hang out. Yep. allow people to push that. That was the
4: community. That yeah. was the, yeah,
1: that was the build. Like, you literally, like,
4: even when people on, I was going to Supreme probably in 2001, 2002. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just hanging out, front skateboarding, doing tricks. People just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they wasn't even letting certain people in if you couldn't do a kickflip or something. You know what I mean? It was like, mm-hmm. that was just the culture though. Even A-Life, like, it was certain things, like, I remember we had a guy that worked there, you know, I ain't going to say his name, but he, you know, if you came in with like a Boston hat or something on, he wasn't letting you inside. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or he was slapping it off your head. I can, I can, I can, I can head, get
1: behind you know that, man. We ain't, wearing no, we ain't wearing no Red Sox hats. It's out.
4: Yeah, no, the Red Sox, they, he was slapping that joint off your head. You know what I'm saying? But that was just a part of the culture, but it was fun it was it was love at the same time and people got to really just embrace the community and each other um you know again there was guys who came in and they would talk for hours just about fucking the midsole of a sneaker you know what i'm saying like just that but people really loved the culture they loved everything um that was coming they knew everything this was before blogs they knew you know what was dropping, when it was dropping, if it was a quick strike, if it was you know what I mean whatever. Like it, I used to be like, damn, like y'all know more than me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all coming in here asking about stuff I don't even know about and I work in it.
3: No, that's, that's when that's, that's when the shoe culture was really like and I hate to be that purist. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hate <laughs> that I've advanced into that, but that's really what I before like before the lines outside supreme, you know, like Cats, like you said, like, we would be online, we would, listen, Nike talk, (laughs) all all of this shit was just like, that's where everybody lived, and then, like, I remember when this, Dom and Wale came out the same year, which Mm -hmm. was, like, 2008, Mm -hmm. and, like, after that, like, there was probably, like, like I said, maybe, like, a three or four year span where, like you said, A-Life was having events, the Hundreds was having the block parties, Mm -hmm. People, you know what I'm saying? I met Kid Cuddy randomly in the street over on Fairfax. You like everybody was yeah. mingling it. wasn't no, I'm too famous, too Hollywood. It was just everybody was that. Cool for that little time. And then, like, the lines Out of Supreme started, and everybody wanted to just copy it because that was the authentic cool. And so everybody yeah, started yeah. to begin to try to copy that. That was
4: the exclusive, you cool. know. The, yeah. the being the part of the exclusive club is to wait online, which was crazy to me. Even when I worked at A like we would have releases, and I would come to open the store up. I'm literally stepping over people sleeping in front of the door. I'm like, "Yo, move! I got to pull the gate up, bro." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. y'all literally got chairs and and bodies in front of the door. Like, get out of here! Like, you know what I'm saying? But. That was just what it was, you know, again, but nobody was being rowdy. Nobody was trying to rob nobody. Nobody, everybody was respectful to the people who got there first. You know, they wasn't trying to cut the line. None of that. You know, it was like, yo, we going to wait. If we get our shoe, we're going to get our shoe. If we don't, we don't. And if they didn't, then they hitting somebody. Yo, bro, I got 500 for you. You know what I'm saying? They was trying to buy them when you walked out the door. You know what I'm saying? But. That's just what the the culture was at the time. Um, it's a little weird now. I'm I'm like you. I'm more of a purist. You know what I'm saying? And, and even now, it's like I used to see so many sneaker dudes come in, and they'll have so, they'll buy everything. But I would only see them wear certain things. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, bro, you buy everything, but you always wearing Air Force Ones, or you always wearing a Jordan One, or whatever. But I feel them now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like at the end of the day, why why you, you know what I'm saying? Like You're going Mm -hmm. to wear what fits your aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you're still going to love the culture, and you're going to uh, participate in the culture. You know what I'm saying? So I get it.
1: What's your holy grail?
4: (sighs) Man, that's like asking. It's always hard when somebody asks me what my favorite, like, sneaker or favorite car is. You know what I'm saying? But um, I would say right now, you mean just one One shoe.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can help you, and then maybe you could play off off mine. Yeah, yeah. What you got? mine is the Nike Zoom, Nike Air Zoom Flight ninety five. The J Kid, <laughs> I got that shit to this day. I like, um,
4: it. My I producer, like
1: it. My producer, my producer Jerv, his is the Air Max one, the white and red pair. He That's needs, a good he, one. He, he keep a fresh pair. Jason, I think you said what the
3: Elevens. Uh, I do like the the Concord Elevens, but Concord uh, Eleven. Yeah, I, I would probably have to go to Brad Fours.
1: Oh, it was a fours. That's what it was. The oh, the Brad Fours.
3: Brad Fours.
1: I'm like, you still That's... can get those right now to this day. I <laughs> you
3: know,
4: for a long ice. time, mine. Yeah, for a long time, mine was like the true blue Jordan Three. Um, mm-hmm. it yeah. just meant a lot to me. You know, I, I, back in like I think 01 when it dropped. Yeah, yeah back in 01 when it dropped, I got it. And I remember rushing over to Fulton Street Mall. This is when Albee Square Mall and all that was still in Brooklyn right downtown where there's like a Target and all kind of wild shit now, but <laughs> in a train, but, um, I remember rushing over there, you know, after school, or I might even skip class just to go over there, you know, and get them. And I spent, like, my old bread and just, you know what I mean? It was, it was a lot to that shoe that just meant. And then I ended up, like, I think hooping in the shoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it's just a lot of story to it. But for a while, that was, like, mine. But I would probably say that or maybe the, you know, like the Chicago one. You know what I mean? Okay. I love not, you know
1: I'm not mad at ones.
4: Ones are cool. Yeah. I, I love the ones because you know at the point of my life right now is it it go with anything. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I the way I put my my fits together, I could put a Jordan 1 on with anything. And and I love shoes like Jordan 1s, even Jordan 3s, even 4s. Um to me, you can wear those with a suit. You know what I'm saying? You can wear them with sweats. You can wear them with shorts. It, it's it don't matter.
1: It's gonna look good. Yo, you remember when they were seventy dollars and nobody wanted them with the de- with the decal on the I side? I do because they was too I flat. Do. Yeah, too flat. I I copped anything that was Mike. I end up getting every pair. I hooped in them. I'm flat footed, so it worked in my favor. Me favorite. too. Me too. So I'm like, okay, cool. They only seventy. <laughs> oh yeah, I need the black and blues. I need the black and reds. I need the yeah. uh, silver pair, but how you reflected on the true blue threes. Um, you made me think about the, uh, Olive Nines. Yes. And yes. The Ginger 16s. And the reason yes, why, those two, the reason why those two mean so much to me, uh, when my dad died, when I was nine, I went to Portland. My dad's from Portland, Oregon. And my grandma sent me back with the air diamond turf twos. Uh, um, some harachis, like the original harachis from them. Yeah. actually it was the ones that the Comer De Son trainers, the high tops with the straps. Yeah, yeah. But the original pair with the wild color and then the olive knot. That was a fire pair. Yeah. So I I played in them shit so much. Like I wore them from the summer into the to my first half, first semester of school, so they had a hole in the front. And I just remember them shits, and like we didn't obviously you didn't know colorways and shit like that. Yeah, we used to say black and ugly or the army shits, right? The right, army, right, army yeah, yeah. right. And then the ginger 16s, my coach, I remember it was uh, UCLA came to watch this other player, Marcus Dove. He went to Oklahoma State.
2: Mm-hmm. It like,
1: came to see him, and I wore some NBA socks. I took the uh, the shroud off, right? Because it had used to sh- it was silver. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we were supposed to wear team shoes. I wore those and he told me, take them off. And like, I didn't take them off. So he bench <laughs> me in the second half. I played in the first half, yeah. but it was such a fire ass shoe. That's that crazy. Time, that like those in the cherry woods are like, like till my, to my soul. Like, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I like, have... go ahead. Jason.
3: No, I was gonna say I like the sixteen and a half, so I, the the low tops.
1: The low tops. I had the oh, black.
3: Yeah. I had the black and gray sixteen and a half. So I ran them in the ground. So <laughs> yeah. Jason, That's the
1: only shoe outside of the Sean Witherspoon ninety seven one that uh I stood in line for. Me and the homie Keyson Dupree from Southside. Yeah. Right. Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to my nigga from Southside. Right. <laughs> hey, he uh his grandma got up. He said come to my house at six a.m. So I walk through all these hoods, to Southside Compton Crip, bro. His grandma started the car up. She got a uh, Cadillac. She drives us to Lakewood Mall, bro, to Foot Locker. It's a line. They like, say, take the number. And at this time, y- y'all probably remember Foot-, Foot Locker Gold, right? Yeah, yeah. The Foot, Locker yeah. Memory. So I'll Foot Locker Gold memories. All Foot Locker Gold because I was getting every day. So I'm like 16, 17 at this time. I'm like, all right, cool. And at this time, I'm like, I seen Quinn Richardson in them. So I'm like, oh, I got to get these. And he wore them. So he wore the, uh, the, the little flap part up. He put the laces through and tied it. And so the magnet exposed. I tried to hoop. I had a spring league game. I hooped in them and the magnet came off. Because I tied them up like Quinn Richardson. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to, like, leave it so that the magnet is not showing. And I, yeah. like, I, like. I don't know what I did, I got tripped or something, and and, and, and I was looking for the magnet at the end of the game, I couldn't find it, bro, I was sick to my stomach, because they were brand new, like, those are the times when I really went hooping a shoe, like, like straight up, when I got, oh yeah, you
4: putting them right
1: on, yeah, I'm putting them right on, I ain't give a fuck if they was, that's how it was,
4: even with skating, like, when I got Jordan 1's, Jordan 3's, like, we was going straight and skating, people was like, yo, you bugging, nah, we good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we just outside. Like it. I mean, I'm still like that to my to this day. Like I'm wearing everything. You know what I'm saying? Like and you know, you know. Obviously, you might get like two pairs of certain things or whatever, but I'm definitely wearing everything.
1: When me and Jason linked back up in in uh, in uh, L.A., I started skating in my bread ones. Remember, I was skating around Beverly Hills and. <laughs> I got a good a good stuff on them, so like they're my beaters now. Like I've like I want to wear them like to like how they look like eighty five. You feel me? Like yeah, 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 definitely. Point. Like I'm just like those are my one shoes that I'm like I don't care if they are fucked up. I'm gonna put them on and I'm gonna rock them. But we can talk about me, shoes that, that's all a, day. That, not to cut you
4: off, but that's no, a good? good shoe that looks fucked up though.
1: Yeah, to it's, me, it's that's certain good. shoes that just. They just can be beat. Not the Air Force yeah. ones. I don't like what the I don't like no, the, no, white, no. White, the, the white girls did to the, <laughs> yeah. the Air Force ones. No, they
4: killed the Air yeah. Force ones. Like I be getting on my daughter about that, man. She because she go to school with them and they be. I'm like, man, you got you can't hey. do that. They be cooking
1: hey. them joints. Yeah, we're having a conversation with her. Like you gonna look like a pool butt, man. Clean yeah, the faces. I, I, they be cooking them joints. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Chuck, chucks and chucks and jordan ones are probably the two top beater shoes that yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm with, I'm with the chucks being beat i'm all yeah
4: chucks jordan ones um even jordan threes to me you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um i think they look good too um, oh i still
1: ain't
3: sb if you got some sbs that's beaters those are those could you know
4: oh yeah yeah sbs too like dunks too yeah sbs and um like regular Nike dunk highs and lows and then SBs as well. So I think they look good beat
1: too. Shouts to Haven. Jerf said he copped uh, he copped Haven some Black Air Force Ones for school. She too. She gonna beat them, man. Two year old. Let her let her let, her, let, her, let her, uh, beat them G Nikes up, man. So right. <laughs> um,
2: yeah.
1: the question we ask all our guests is uh what advice would you give your 18-year-old self?
4: Man. 18 year old I would have just told my 18 year old self to just work a little harder you know what I mean take things a little bit more serious from you know from an earlier age well at 18 you know what I mean um and just educate yourself a little bit more you know what I'm saying like I feel like there's always room to grow always time to you know what I mean um Teach yourself new things. So I I that's probably it. You know what
1: I mean? Man, that's solid advice, man. Well, you know, you you fam now, we locked in, Stalin, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we you know, we gonna continue this sneaker conversation, this Jordan conversation. That, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't that wasn't right, dog. You caught me all <laughs> fat, man. I ain't gonna lie.
4: Oh, with Braun?
1: Yeah, bro. I ain't am <laughs> cool. We ain't gonna have I'm it on the We ain't gonna man. have it I on the think. I
4: think the thing is like you know how people talk about Braun fans. It's the same thing with Jordan fans, you know what I mean? Like I think but but I think
3: Jordan fans know they just don't want to give it up. That's the whole thing, is that like the Jordan fan is too it's like the percentage is too high. So it's like we don't have to give it up, so we just gonna keep on holding on to this. <laughs> Nobody's really gonna press us that hard about it. And it's like, as time moves on, if listen, if Bron gets to six, it's gonna be really, really ugly as far as the basketball. Conversation. But
1: really, though, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. All right, on that, on that note, we gonna end the show. Even if man. he went five, it might be over. I'm cool, man. I'm cool, bro. <laughs> hey, I, I, love, I, I, I if you listen, if you like it, I love it, man. And, hey, the, the, re, the, the uh, what
4: was it? What was the joint, the documentary called?
1: The last, the last dance. Yeah, the
4: last dance. It was cool and all, but
1: hey, hey he hey, filmed hey, he, he filming one this this uh this season. Hey try know, who is. LeBron. The oh same, okay. same uh same videographer. You show it. I
3: know you've seen the meme where it's like where the nigga says, I like it. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> who neither likes it nor loves it. <laughs> hey,
1: that's, hey that's, that's, a, that's from a great auntie proverb. She don't really like that shit, man. She's just saying it. like You know what I mean? That's up there with whatever flow your boat.
4: Yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to be just not trying to be confrontational. You yeah, know what man, I mean, that's I'm, what
1: it is, hey, and, and that's a hundred percent me, bro. I'm trying to back out. I, I, the whole, the whole. You know, thing. I'm, I'm trying to bait you in,
4: though, man. We got hey, time, man. man. The got- whole
1: continent of Australia tried to smoke me last night, bro. I was cool. I was like I'm about to go to sleep, man. Like, Over because I I was like Dante X. Like, no, no, no parts. I'm about to go to sleep, oh, man. man. Shout out to y'all.
4: Dante Axel, yeah. boy yes.
1: Man, I got I got a whole pod on him, man He was he look,
4: in Cleveland
1: Like last, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, he got hurt, man He couldn't catch a break, man But I yeah. really hope he can get, you know, end up on a team But style like I said, man Gotta do you like, you know You know how the black people say bye like, Alright, nigga, I gotta go <laughs>
2: Yeah <laughs> Facts We go end up
1: talking And I know niggas got shit to do, man But, man, I appreciate you taking time out And chopping it up with us and hopefully you'll be back.
4: Again, nah, thank you for having me. Definitely anytime.
2: Growing up the same wins the game.